Welcome to the Lioness Queen Podcast. Your host, Reverend Dr. Marisha, founder, speaker, spiritual coach, and licensed minister, shares how she overcame the emotional trauma from divorce with her faith in God. Now let's jump into your daily dose of letting go of the past and living totally residue free. Here's your host, Reverend Dr. Marisha. audience this week. I can't believe how fast time is flying by. I say the longer time goes, the closer we are getting out and through this pandemic. Yes, we are going to get through this pandemic. Do you believe it? You know, God did not bring us this far to overcome this obstacle. You know, like the children of Israel If they could get through the plagues, we can get through Corona. And I am sure, uh uh-uh, no, no, no. I know, I believe that God is going to have some amazing things waiting for us on this other side of this mountain. Amen? Mindset, mindset, mindset. No, I am not giving in to the enemy. I am not giving in to negativity. I am not giving in to what people are trying to promise me. I am only believing the Lord. I am not conceding. I am not quitting. If anything, this has made me more of a believer in what God can do. Miracles, signs, and wonders. Mm, I am sorry, but I just believe that God is about to do something in this world, in this season, in this moment. Even while I'm talking to you right now, he is about to do something in your life. Are you in agreement with me? Okay. All right. Let me calm down. Let me calm down. I can't start off as a jet already. (laughs) Okay. So let's go ahead and get right into our second episode um, for this month, the month of August. As you know, we are talking about um, negativity or uh, a negative mindset and our mindset determines so much you know how we process our life um, what's going on around us um, you know and it, it, we process it it's so quickly we don't even realize sometimes that we are negative and you know when we don't process things in a positive light it just throws us off our spiritual balance and we don't see um, in the spiritual realm what God is doing. Um, and so God always works behind the scenes. And so it's so hard for us to see what God is doing when we have this negative mindset. So, you know, I love starting out with a quote or a poem. And today I found one um, from Mark and Angel Hacklight on Pinterest. I am a Pinterest girl. I love Pinterest. So the quote says, Train your mind to see the good in everything. Positivity is a choice. Happiness depends on your life. The quality of your thoughts. Mm. That was powerful. But oftentimes, you know, people, we do not see, we do not realize, I would say, we have the power to control our mood or our mindset. And strangely enough, you know, sometimes 
we treat mood as if it's a person you know we can treat mood and, and act as if it's connected to our lives in some type of way and then it it'll, it comes out only during certain occasions or when it's necessary or when we feel it's needed and in some other situations we can act as mood as if it's like a crutch and so we use it to manipulate certain situations and people um, but in the long scheme of things when it presents itself in a negative light it is not healthy amen so if you look in the dictionary the word mood is defined as a temporary state of mind or feeling in other words your mood should not be or turn into a person right but you know we know people like this they use mood oh this is how i am this is this is me you know uh, sometimes up sometimes down you know this is me this is who i am i can't change who i am you know and, and people use this um, some type of dissociative identity as a way to get what they want. But the word itself was only intended to be temporary. Did you hear me? Not permanent, but temporary. But sometimes, unfortunately, it's used to manipulate situations and people all the time, right? And so, and then in other situations, people abuse it so much and they abuse it in a way it's like they adopt it and attach it to themselves when God never intended your mood to control your spirit in a way that dampers your belief your hope or your faith so today's scripture I wanted to come from Psalms 42 11 when David says why are that are thou cast down oh my soul and why art thou this Quieted within me, hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him, who is the health of my countenance and my God. So there is a, a, a battle um, in David's mindset between his reasoning and hope, between his faith and his fears. And definitely, if you read the chapter, uh, Psalm 42 and 43, there's a changing of moods within David going on. And so he starts out um, in, in chapter 42, verse 1 through 5, with a longing and a thirst for God. And then in verses 6 through 11, he transitions into a depressive disposition. And then, and then it bounces and shifts um, in, in chapter 43. Um, finally with this assurance in God and so these two chapters kind of indicate um, how David himself struggled with his mood or should I say his mindset and he struggled so much that he went back and forth um, kind of acknowledging what was going on emotionally then then he started questioning why he was feeling this way and so there are three things we can kind of see in these chapters 42 and 43 how David handled times when he was overwhelmed that he had this weight on him and the weight altered his mood and so it's so you know when we are overwhelmed you know there is a weight that comes along with it and, and with that weight, we try to bear it on our own. 
And that is the mistake. You know, we we do not have to bear um, whatever we're going through alone, but we do. So the first thing you notice is that he acknowledges his emotions to God. And I think this is where God wants us to start, right? Because this is the type of God we serve. He, he, he wants to know what's going on with you, with me. And so acknowledging what is going on in our life um, that throws us off balance, that throws us in a never-ending hurricane, that throws us off a building without a parachute. There are times in our life, you know, there are times that happen, you know, where the weight of it, I mean, life can really throw you a curveball, you know, and, and you're not ready to hit it. And the question lies in how long does it impact your mindset? You know, it's not a question of will it impact because it will. The question is, how long will it impact your mindset? And so there will be times when your mood alters and your your faith um, reasons with fear and your belief reasons with doubt. But for how long? Right. So so how long do we allow our mindsets to process experiences in a way that we are not in control of ourselves. And so you're not in control of yourself if the experience is controlling you more than you are controlling the experience. And you may ask the question, well, how is that? So through our mindset. So I may have lost you, but David wrestled with his emotions in in this passage to the point where he decided to do something. He decided to confront his emotions, right? So this is where I feel, this is a part, many of us, we fail to do this. We kind of stay in this zone of wallowing in our emotions for whatever reasons. Most sometimes it's for sympathy, and that is where people stay because they they love the attention from it, you know. And, and then this is where the mood can easily transition into becoming an individual or would I say a squatter. And so it becomes like a person. It, 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 it has stayed too long because it was never confronted and confronted with what? The word of God, with truth. So David decided to confront his emotions. He asked himself questions. He questioned uh, uh, those feelings, those, those that negativity, you know. Um, he questioned that someone else would ask. So, for example, let me give you an example. It, it, it's like maybe you feel lonely, like no one loves you. And then the Holy Ghost asks you, uh, well, why? Why do you think that no one loves you? See, the reasoning behind confronting your emotions mm, Thank you, God. This is what God said. The reason why we must confront our emotions with the word of God is because he's trying to get your subconscious to consciously flip on the switch to get your mind to fight your natural way of thinking, your reasoning, your analytical processes, your deciphering of information. I could go on, but these are all mental capacities that God gave us just like he gave Adam, although he gave Adam intellectual into. um, intellectual abilities that that was way off the chart right um but but way off the chart because adam i mean if you look at it and you really think about it 
Adam was the only person in creation who God used his hands to form. Adam was the only man who received the breath of God. And so in the same regard, you know, God gave us uh, abilities to have free will. Free will to possess the faculty of creative thought, which gives us so many different abilities and gifts and talents. And in that same regard, we have all these things, but what do we do with all these abilities when we're pushed to our limits, when we are pushed to feeling overwhelmed, when we are pushed to the point where we don't know what to do? What do our minds do when we're tested and tried to the point where we can't hold the weight on our own? At what point do we rely on the truth? At what point do we rely on what we know about the word of God? Do we rely on our faith or our fear? Do we rely on what's visible, the visible circumstance? or the invisibility of God's supernatural power? Do we rely on all our hope in God or do we rely on our reasoning of why it, 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 it why it's possible? And, and so those are the questions. What are we relying on? So there was a, a man that I, I found um, named Lloyd-Jones. Lloyd-Jones. And so he, he, he made this comment. He said, have you realized that most of your unhappiness in life is due to the fact that you are listening to yourself instead of talking to yourself? Take those thoughts that come to you the moment you wake up in the morning. You have not originated them, but they are talking to you. They bring back the problems of yesterday. Somebody is talking. Who is talking to you? yourself is talking to you now this man's treatment in psalms 42 was this instead of allowing this self-talk to him he starts talking to himself so david started talking to himself he started confronting what he was feeling he, he said why art thou cast down oh my soul he asked questions to himself. When David began questioning his negative mindset, it triggered something within him. I would say it triggered his faith. And his faith was saying, hey, Holy Ghost was like, hey, what you doing? What's going on in there? You, 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 you know this is not who God created you to be. This is not you. Snap out of it. Wake up. These, these questions confronted the doubt. The doubt confronted his memory bank. His memory bank confronted his faith. His faith confronted was confronted by the word of God. What about you? Have you ever gotten to the point when you had to confront those negative feelings or that state of mind that you had in a space where you did not know what planet you were on? Yes, this happens to all of us, just like David. The testing of our faith does happen. And it's not pretty, it's not graceful, it's not enjoyable, but there are times when you must not allow your negative mindset to impact your mood in a way where the negative mindset takes resonance in your subconscious and tries to become a squatter. You know, squatters, squatters, squatters are, they're challenging to get rid of, you know? When you allow your mood, which is supposed to be just 
a temporary feeling or a temporary state of mind to become permanent, you are allowing squatters to live in your mind in a way that takes root. When you confront an issue and tackle it head on, it's easy to do some demolition work on that root and resolve it. It, it. it is okay to acknowledge your feelings, your challenges, your disappointments, your pain, even your losses over to the Lord. But it is not, and you, you hear me, it is not okay to stay allowing squatters to take root in your mindset where you never apply God's word to the circumstances. See, see, David knew God had had given him resources to overcome his heaviness with hope, to overcome his fear with faith. This is how we get rid of the squatters. It is through our mindset. It is through applying the word of God. It is all about application. What are you applying to your circumstances today? So secondly, we have to use our overcoming resources. This is what David realized in this process. This is how we rid ourselves of this negative mindset of these squatters of one day, one day up, one day down, one day almost level to the ground. No, you know, we must know we are overcomers. I love Romans 8, uh, chapter 8, uh, verses 35 through 37. And it says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, shall hardship, shall persecution, shall famine, shall nakedness, or, or danger, or the sword. Like, all of these things definitely could happen, or one of them could happen. Whatever the case, there is nothing that is going to separate me from God's love, because I know he loves me, and I love him. And that is what this scripture is talking about. Then it goes into, for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Now that right there could make you a little bit nervous, right? But that basically is saying there are dangers seen and unseen happening around us all day long. But the joy is in 37 because in 37, it says no matter what, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So there is stuff going on all the time. There's negativity there's famine, there's death, there's crime, there's violence, there's hate, there's ignorance. There is things going on all the time, but we don't have to fear because we are more than conquerors no matter what. So David got to the end of himself and had a no matter what mindset. He got to the point where I win no matter what. So so some of what David was experiencing during this time also was connected to his sin and he had disappointed he knew he had disappointed the lord but even in the midst as long as you repent as long as you acknowledge your disobedience and turn from it god will freely forgive you that's all he's asking you to do he's only asking you to repent but this account doesn't really mention david's sin right uh, you, you know, but in the same regard, God wanted David to apply his faith. He wanted David to take action no matter what. Yes, because David, and, and it does account for David did stand up to the enemies. You know, they had to question, so where is your God? But no matter what, we must not allow our circumstances to dictate our mood 
or our mindset. You must get to the point where you affirm God's sovereignty in, in the midst of what's going on. Affirm God's sovereignty in the middle of the storm. Affirm God's sovereignty in whatever you, whatever giant you may be facing in your life right now. No matter what. Lastly, God wants you to seek him more than just relief. I'm going to tell you, we, we should see, we should see, and this again, this is all about mindset, because normally when we're facing a trial, when we're facing a challenge, when we're facing uncertainty, when we're facing a storm, we, we rarely first, I'm just going to say first, see this as an opportunity to seek God, see it as an opportunity to grow more in him, Right? No, no. typically what we do, the first thing we do is we want to seek relief. We want to seek relief from the issue. We want to seek relief from the storm. We want to see relief from the hardship. You know, David was in pain and he realized that this is, you know, this is his real need. He needed God. He knew he got to a point where he knew that God would take care of the pain. But there was a desire and thirst. In fact, that's how he begins. He recognizes above all else, I need to seek you like never before. Oftentimes, this is far from what we really, we really want to do. It's interesting how uh, when I was talking earlier about creation, and how we were created in God's image and and we we were created through him and created for him and God intended there to be a relationship with you and with me you know God doesn't get that relationship from his angels he gets it from his creation from his children he longs for a relationship with you just to be your heavenly father. And so David got to a point where all he wanted was him. He got to a point where he said, I will yet praise you. And a yet praise is when you get to a point of no matter what. It's all about me and you, God. I, I know I got this going on, but it's all about me and you, God. And so maybe you, maybe you are struggling to really understand that it's not about relief. It's all about seeking God for who he is. And I know there are many people in the world who maybe struggle especially in the area of that relationship of father and daughter and they struggle because maybe their father wasn't physically there maybe their father was present but really wasn't emotionally present um, maybe their father was abusive and was not that loving affectionate father um, and whatever the case may be you know 
That father and daughter relationship is so special. Just like that mother and son relationship is so special. That father and daughter relationship is so special. And God desires a relationship with you. He desires to commune with you. When you get to experience his love in a way that overtakes your soul, that swallows your breath away, that leaves you so speechless, you have no words to say. God will show you who he is. He will show you how much he loves you. That's all he wants. He wants that commune with you. But he needs you to be open. He needs you to open yourself up to him. He needs you to trust him. He needs you to lean on him. He needs you to believe in him. He needs you to follow him. He needs you to talk to him. But you cannot allow squatters to distract you from becoming all God desires for you to become. See, that's all the squatters are intended to do. The squatters are intended to distract you to focus on whatever the issue is, whatever the storm is, whatever the obstacle is, so much that you are distracted from building and enriching that relationship with your heavenly father, you see? And so God just, he longs for you, Linus Queen. You know, he, he longs for you. And when, you, when you're able to get to the point of applying God's word, when you're able to get to a point of giving off a yet praise, when you're able to get to the point of a no matter what, then and only then you will be able to experience and see the glory of God. Because in return, God gets all the glory. Because it's not about us. It's all about him. You know, and the thing that we are so easy uh, caught off guard by is we try to do everything on our own. We as women, we can be so independent, you know, and God doesn't want you to try to do everything on your own. And and really, truth be told, our mindsets cannot handle everything. You know, Adam definitely had that capacity before he sinned. But when he sinned, something got cut off. And so as a result, we don't have that mindset really to handle the weight of, um, whatever may be going on, you know, that is making you overwhelmed. Well, we don't have, we don't have that mindset to handle. We don't have that capacity to handle it, but, but that's the beauty. That's the beautiful thing with the Lord. God doesn't require us to have all these special intellectual abilities. He just wants us to know we have a choice to live with a positive faith mindset and believe all of his promises were written for me, were written for you, or choose to stay with the squatters. And so that's what happened with David. David got to the point of the mindset was kind of trying to take over. And so he had to confront it. You have to confront those negative thoughts. You have to confront that negativity. You have to confront that mood 
Because what you don't realize are other people are being impacted. You are being impacted the most, but other people are also being impacted by your negative thinking. And so once you get to a point where you confront it and you apply the word, you ask yourself, stop listening to the voices and you confront and ask yourself. You ask questions based on the truth. You ask questions based on the word of God. Is it lining up? If it's not lining up, then you speak against it. You speak against the negativity. You speak against the lies. You speak against everything that is not aligning according to God's word. And when you start to do that, and you start, that becomes your habit of you start confronting the voices over listening the voices, then you will be able to be in a space. Then you will be able to say, nevertheless, not my will, but thine will be done. Then you will be able to understand. <laughs> ah, you will be able to understand. And all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And he loves you. So the choice is yours, Linus Queens. What do you choose today? This is Reverend Dr. Marisha, your Lioness Queen. Let's go ahead and declare our weekly chant over our lives. Amen. Repeat after me. I am a lioness queen. God wants me to rise up. He wants me to take my rightful place as the queen I am. He wants me to be residue-free, intentional in my fight. Stand on the Word of God. Realize I am a masterpiece. I am. I am. I am enough. I am a lioness queen with a purpose. Amen, amen. Thank you for joining the Lioness Queen podcast. Please subscribe and write a review. You can find me on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and even iHeartRadio. I would love to hear how this message empowered you. Come back next Tuesday at 3 p.m. for more from your Linus Queen.